0: You are getting sleepy, very sleepy. Your CPAP mask is
1: clamped tightly to your face. Right, my darling? Yes, dear. You will not toss and turn through the whooshing. You will not throw the mask. You will not dislodge the hose and blast air all about the bedroom. You will not wake me, your loving husband, who yearns for even a single night of uninterrupted slumber. Please. It's not working, Harold. People who struggle with CPAP have partners who struggle too. Luckily, now there's Inspire. Inspire treats the root cause of sleep apnea inside your body. While you sleep, Inspire keeps your airway clear so you can breathe normally and rest comfortably. No mask, no hose, just sleep. When I snap my fingers, you will remember to visit inspiresleep.com to learn more. Inspire, sleep apnea innovation. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at inspiresleep.com. Hi, I'm Bethany. Hi, Bethany. I'm Becca. (laughs) And welcome to Prince Kai Fan Pod Episode 6. Yay! Episode six, covering chapter eight of Cinder. How are you, Miss Rebecca? You know, I'm hanging in there. Uh, We're uh, we just got back from swimming lessons, and toddlers are a challenge. So, how about you? How's it going? Uh, I'm good. My husband is away on business, so the house is quiet, but otherwise good. I found out I made president's list today at school, so that's awesome. Of course you did. We would expect nothing less. President's list is weird. Okay. I always thought Dean's list was like the ha, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not. At my school, Dean's List is for a 3.5 GPA and President's List is for 4.0s only. Oh dear. Okay. I made both because the Dean's List is 3.5 and higher, but the President's List is strictly for people who have a 4.0. That's weird, right? Because I always thought the Dean's List was like the highest achievement. Well, but the Dean's report to the President. So, that means. It makes sense. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's who they reported to. So that totally oh. makes. Sense. Yeah, I only know because my parents worked in academia. So. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend I put a lot of effort into to learning that stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I, like, congratulations.
1: I, thank you. Yeah, I had to. I had to look it up because I was like wow, I have a 4.0. What do you have to do to get to the Dean's list? And so I looked it up and I was like, oh, apparently this is the good one. Okay. (laughs) So Bethany's over here making the president's list and my child um, did so great at his swimming lessons today that they had to shut the pool down for 30 minutes to clean it. (laughs) So I I really hope that he goes on to become like an engineer or something, and then we can, like, play this clip at his, like, graduation for his doctorate oh. or something. Well, I didn't say which kid, so. That's okay. Now it works for whichever one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Poor little dudes. Yeah, he, um, he went down a water slide, and um, then all of a sudden there were, like, five of the swimming instructor lifeguard people just, like, kind of standing there kind of looking at the water slide. And then they carried him over to me, like, holding him, like, outstretched, like, so far away. Like, just <laughs> carrying. Poor kid. Oh, it was a bad one. It was. We've never had that happen before in the pool or the bath or anything. Oh. It happens, though. They're babes, and that's what they I guess do. To- he can't control. Well, they need to learn. <laughs> Do they have those little weird swim diaper things? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um It just, um, I guess I need to put it on a little tighter because it's adjustable. Um, mm. So I think I didn't have the waist quite tight enough. And it um, he had some mess just go up his back as he went down the slide. Okay. Well, the good news is he's too young to remember it. So he won't be embarrassed. Oh, absolutely. Not like when I was... Three and like, a half or four. Yeah. Well, I can be embarrassed, yeah. But in little, like when I was like three and a half or four, I remember having a similar situation at the public library here in town. And every time now that I go to the this particular branch, I am reminded. I wait, reminded like you remember, or like, like the librarians are like, "Hey, that's yeah. the girl that teed. like." <laughs> No, I remember, like, I feel shame walking into this library branch. I, I cannot remember an incident where I had an accident. I'm sure it happened. I'm sure my mom has tons of stories that I don't know about, but I can't remember any. I mean, I had probably, I was probably only about three. And. I mean, even, as far as I'm concerned, right up to the age of, like, five or six, it happens. It happens. Yeah, I think I probably just didn't want to stop looking at the books, you know,
0: okay. as you
1: do. <laughs> so. As we do. Oh, I have something fun to tell you. Ooh. So, we okay. just went home to Illinois. It's about a, It's about an 11-hour drive, but, you know, 13 once you include stops. Sure. My husband was bored. And we listened to Cinder on audio. Ooh! We listened to the whole book, and he loved it. Oh, that's so great! Oh, I should get the audio and see if my husband will listen.
0: Because he's
1: listening. We noticed something on the audio. Ooh! I want to know if you know, because sometimes you know things, and I don't know how you know them. (laughs) Okay. What is the difference between Beijing and Beijing? Oh. I don't know. So apparently in the audiobooks, she pronounces it New Beijing with an emphasis on the j uh-huh. sound. Quentin okay. and I have always heard Beijing, uh-huh. so we Googled it. And apparently in the U.K. they pronounce it Beijing. But in the United States, we typically say Beijing. Mm -hmm. I don't know why an American narrator who narrates the entire book in an American English accent chose to say that one word with the U.K. dialect. But it drove Quentin bonkers. And I never noticed it until he pointed it out. (laughs) Hmm. So I just wondered, have you ever heard it as Beijing or Beijing? Because I've always heard Beijing with the z sound, not the g sound. I've never really noticed a difference. And I don't know that I would really recognize a difference between the two pronunciations. Because to me, they're so similar. And whenever you're American pronouncing a non English word, it's gonna be wrong. Weird, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. I never thought about it. Yeah, I don't know. It, it never occurred I've probably listened to the mom audiobook at least twice and it never occurred to me. And he pointed it out and I was like, I don't know. I just listened. I <laughs> So huh. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I never noticed. I wonder why in the UK they would pronounce it differently when it's, you know, when it's, um, you know, like when we borrow a word from like Spanish or Italian or something, we really should pronounce it in the original like Spanish or Italian type of pronunciation. I would think that it would
0: be the same, but
1: I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was so strange. Yeah, Yeah. I'll have to get the audio books and make my husband listen because, yeah, that needs to happen. Cool. Cool. So I also have a Marissa Meyer update. Ooh. So for anyone who is reading the Renegade series, the third and final book, Supernova, do you need to pause? yes can we pause yeah go ahead okay hi Hello. hi okay thank you I love you
0: we're good
1: I mean I muted myself what is your Ooh. problem you see him yeah cute little baby I'll have to edit all that out anyways okay um so there's a marissa meyer update that um the third and final book for the renegade series is named supernova it will be out in november and she released a sample i haven't read it yet but i got it because i'm a I'm a member of the fan club, so I got it in my email. So I'm going to read it and do a live Instagram in a couple of weeks. I'll post it on our Instagram and our Facebook. And uh, we'll all answer questions and stuff about it. If anybody wants to participate, keep an eye on our Instagram. Awesome. That's so fun. And I will stay far away because I have no idea what any of that is. It's so good. It's so good. Awesome yeah um also oh barking puppy okay one second because i'm going to put peanut butter in their mouth so they can't do that hold on one second Okay. <laughs> that should keep them for at least five minutes because I put it on the roof of their mouth. Oh, perfect. Yeah. They just get a little rowdy when Quentin is gone. Dear golly. I'm going to have to cut a bunch out. Okay. Um, oh, we had a listener named Becca send us a map of the Eastern Commonwealth and all the other nations in lunar chronicles did you see it i did it's awesome it's awesome so a big thank you to becca i shouted her out on our instagram um and i'm gonna get her name right now i thought i wrote it down and i didn't okay so her name is rebecca schroeder and her Instagram handle is Becca Joe eight one five. Aww, hey, my middle name starts with Joe. So, thank you, Becca, for sending us that. If you want to look at it, you can go to our Instagram at Prince Kai Fan Pod. And this map is pretty cool. We were right; the Eastern Commonwealth is huge. Huge, yeah, it's giant. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you to to Becca for sending that to us. Thank you, Becca. Not me. Other awesome Becca. Other Becca. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I feel like I keep talking, but one more thing before we get into the chapter. I made a listener map of all of the states and countries that we have had downloads in. Um, and it's on our Instagram and our Facebook, and there are a lot of them, and we've had over 300 downloads and listens, so thank you, everyone. That's very exciting. Thank you. Guys, we're super excited. This is awesome. It is. Thanks for it. If, if you take a look at the map and you don't see your state or your country, feel free to message us, and I will be happy to add you. Yes. Yes. And send it to your friends in the states and countries that are not yet lit up so that we can go super global. Yes, that's a good idea. that's your astronaut friends up in the space station, right? That would like be books. I <laughs> would, I would totally get like a little satellite emoji and put it in the corner of our map if someone could could prove to me that someone was on a satellite listening. I would totally do it. That would be amazing. <laughs> okay. All right. Should we get into it then? Yeah, there's a lot going on. This chapter is a thing. It's, Where do we uh, leave off? Yeah, so we left off um, with Dr. Erland joking about how old he is and that he's valuable in the antique market. We have the assistant kind of giving him some grief about how he is. And... uh they're readying the ratio detector yes I did want to point out Channery's little devil is quickly becoming our number one correspondent um, best. she is the best you can follow her on Instagram um and I did want to point out to her that we were a little harsh on Dr. Airland about the whole pervert thing it's all in good fun um just for us right now, since the podcast is spoiler-free, that's all we've seen of him. So, right. I promise I'll be much nicer in the future when we get to know him a little better. Right. Well, yeah, because all all I know, really, about him is what I learned in Chapter 7. Yes. And his assistant seems to think he's a perv. Yeah, she's kind of a bleep herself, so. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah yeah so we pick up um we actually pick up in the middle of cinder having this nightmare and holy cow the imagery yeah in this section is just it's incredible so good it's so yeah. good you can yeah. you can really get the sensory um, like attachment when you're reading it you can smell what's going on you can hear what's going on you can feel the heat as it's creeping up her skin it's beautifully written absolutely yeah this whole little nightmare description is just so good and horrifying also but just it's very well written and it's it's there's a lot of elements in the nightmare. Mm-hmm. So what did you picture when it talked about the disembodied um, body parts? Yeah, I, uh, it, for some reason it reminded me a lot of like the inferno, like A.P. English, like Dante's Inferno. I don't know why, just like this hellscape basically though with the burning and the bodies and the writhing and the pain. and Yeah. Um, and just these, like, the inferior in the lake in, um... Yeah, that's what I thought of. Castle Prince, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. I think of that, or possibly, like, I don't know, dysmorphic mannequins or something, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah just, um, yeah, they were all missing limbs. Ugh. some were nothing more than a head and a torso and a mouth. Yeah, I mean, that's really, and it's, it's really well written, too, because it's not just she was having this nightmare, there were, you know, cyborgs in it. She doesn't actually say any of that. She just okay. describes the nightmare, right. she describes the setting. She describes what she sees. She doesn't say, oh, there's a bunch of cyborgs in here and they're all in pieces. She says, I see crippled victims. Uh-huh. Um, and she talks about the different body parts that she sees and the screaming and peony oh, peony accusing her it's just it's just this poor girl she's so young and she's suffering so much <sighs> Yeah, I'm not a fan of the sad bits. I, guess. I know, but they're, they're so well
0: They are well written, though.
1: Yeah. So anyways, we go from that to, to ready the ratio detector, if you please, and then this system reboot. Yeah, so apparently, so even when Cinder is booted down, she dreams. So that's not, an interesting thing. So, well, yeah, it's not like she's just completely shut off like a computer might. It sounds like it's a real dream. Remember what we talked about when, um, when Pani was taken away, her magnificent brain recorded it and kept playing it on a yes. loop over and over and over again. This uh-huh. is not something like that. This is clearly an actual dream. So it's right. interesting that her interface still allows that capability of yeah. you know REM cycle manipulative sensory, whatever it's called. I keep coming up with yeah. words and I can't think of the right one. Um <laughs> but it's interesting that her interface allows such imagery to occur when it has the mm-hmm. footage it could just play. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And yeah, and this is, I mean, it's definitely, as probably a lot of most dreams, I mean, it's probably, I would assume, some inspiration from things that she's experienced all kind of jumbled together, what was peony and all it's of that. Bottom. Yeah, but it's definitely a dream. Yeah, it's definitely but a dream, which is really interesting that she's capable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because definitely this control panel chip whatever thingy that, you know, controls all of her functions, most of her functions, um, if that's shut off, she can still dream. So, like, it's not completely in control. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this all works. It's very, yeah, it's very interesting. And I genuinely... I genuinely find it interesting that she thought to include these types of elements. She wants us to know that Cinder's brain is capable of not only recording everything that happens to her, but doing it involuntarily and playing it back to her involuntarily. But she's still capable of having a dream. Yeah. She's so interesting. (laughs) While she's sleeping, question mark? Is that sleeping? Yeah. Right? Is sleep? Is it? I guess it's I don't forced know. sleep, but it it me, it begs the question: Is she capable of just sleeping? Right? Like, closing her eyes and drifting into sleep. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if we'll find out. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh! And then and then she starts to boot up slash wake up yeah yeah dr erland is so cute <laughs> ah yet awakens yes oh jeez. yeah so apparently Shakespeare's still a thing nobody forgot about shakespeare but like i mean is he really that great i don't whatever anyway oh um, i Becca's wonder a, becca is not a stan <laughs> Well, I don't know. It seems odd to me, I guess, that he would still be such a thing. Um. Well, to put it into perspective, people still study Gilgamesh. I don't know what that is. Okay, I'm getting a look from Bethany, like I'm a <laughs> <idiot>. <laughs> Bethany... Please, I'm sure that there are listeners who also don't I know not what that is. Everyone had to study it in high school. I didn't study in high school, so and I don't I'm know. What you're talking about. It's like that <laughs> episode of Friends where where Ross is like, "Joey, didn't you read Lord of the Rings in high school?" And he's like, "No, I didn't." <laughs> I
0: don't
1: school. Have <laughs> <high school>. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh is literally the oldest piece of known literature. Okay, because you're saying that, and all I can picture is Gargamel from the Smurfs. No.
0: You muted yourself.
1: Yes, sorry. I'm going (laughs) to Google what Gargamel is, because I'm curious what it looks like. Gargamel is the villain on, on the Smurfs with his yeah. cat Azrael. So Gilgamesh dates back to like 2800 BC. It's Sumerian. It's, um, have you heard of Cuneiform? Yeah. It's, that's, this is the very first evidence we have of Cuneiform and this is where it was first, um, uh, translated so it's some sort of story it's a story it's literature it's the story um now we're turning into like ancient myths and mythology um it's uh so people still study gilgamesh and it's from probably older than 2800 bc but that's as old as we can date the encryption Mm -hmm. um and gilgamesh is a demigod on earth and uh just live in his best life. And then he makes a friend and his friend points out that his best life um, is only occurring because of the sacrifices of all the humans around him. And basically they build each other up and become better humans better demigods and lead the world into better places and they survive a flood and overcome the forest god and all kinds of random stuff but it is just like the oldest piece of literature and it's from all the way back to 2800 BC so if we're comparing this future is like two or three hundred years from now maybe more probably more I guess because of Mm -hmm. the whole centuries word it makes sense that people would still study Shakespeare to me Yeah. Huh. I've, I've, I'm sorry. I've just literally never heard of this Gilgamesh business. Um, what class did you learn about this? Um. Well, in high school, I learned about it in history and English. And in college, I learned about it in history and English. I don't think I took a history class. Did they make you take a history class? I don't think I did. When I was in high school, I had to take four years of it. Okay, I took, okay, so this is is one of the, this is one of the problems with American education is that there's no consistency whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah, because I was trying, because like, okay, so freshman year, they called it U.S. and the world, and it was like, you pretty much just learned about like, what's the U.N., you know, like, and like that and then um and like um sophomore year we called it doa but that was development of america so it was like yeah it was like american history but like my teacher mr neth who was awesome um pretty much just told us stories about vietnam like he would tell us stories about like evacuating his best friend on the helicopter. And the only thing that I really remember from that class is learning that Booker T. Washington founded Tuskegee University. That's literally all I learned. So, it's so weird to me that you've never heard of it. Yeah, because I took AP English. You know what an epic is? Well, yeah. Yeah, it's the very first epic it's where the word originated from so like was your dog beowulf's grandfather named gilgamesh (laughs) maybe i didn't name him (laughs) i hope it was yeah i didn't name beowulf so i have no idea i would have named him dopey because i love him but he is not no majestic warrior is he not franklin's brother he is franklin's brother So, did the same people name him that named Franklin? No, Megan picked out Franklin's name. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, how can you have a litter of puppies and name one Beowulf and name the other Franklin? Like, those names don't go. All of those puppies got adopted by families very young, and they all named their puppies when they adopted them. So, Beowulf, Beowulf was named by the first family that adopted him. He was oh. adopted to us when he was eight months old because they didn't want him anymore and I didn't want him to have to go to a pound so mm-hmm. I adopted him and I just didn't change his name. I should have but I didn't. Okay. I didn't realize you weren't his bio mom. Okay. I am not. See, that no, makes- no. Okay, okay, so was he's adopted. adopted. He's adopted. Okay. Which- no, our listeners can't tell but I said his name too many times and now he's walking over here. Um, Yes, Bail is adopted, but don't tell him that. <laughs> well, you picked him. You love him. You chose to love him. I did. You should know his story. That's his story. I'm sad that you've never heard of Gilgamesh. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm still. I'm hearing Gargamel every time. You anyway, okay. You'll, you'll have, have, to, to, you'll have to. You'll have to Google it sometime, and then yeah. message me and and tell me if you if any of it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, a comparison, since you haven't heard of Gilgamesh, that we still study. The Rosetta okay. Stone? There was what? The Rosetta Stone, maybe. Oh, well, yeah, that's the thing. Um, uh, Yeah, no, I don't know. And I don't know why tonight I think that Shakespeare is overrated. I don't know. Oh, he's definitely overrated, but he is... Okay, good, okay. He's definitely overrated, but we can't ignore the fact that he contributed a lot to literature in terms of creating new literary devices and words and colloquials and things like that. That's true. I mean, just because he stole all of his plots from other people doesn't mean that he didn't contribute. That's true. Yeah. And history history is told by the victors. (laughs) So... Shakespeare won, and, every, and now he gets credit, right? That's how it works. I guess. I guess that's how it works. Yeah. I'm not giving him too much credit. He's definitely a fraud. But <laughs> I'm saying this is why he's probably studied still. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Shakespeare tangent.
1: Gargamel. Done. Dr. Yes. Erland. Adorable. I- Yes, he's I love it. Adorable we have, perv. We've only had him make two like cute little joke type things so far, like this. Mm-hmm. He said sleeping yeah, the, beauty. he belongs in an antique store. Yeah, but also he said Sleeping Beauty, and now he's calling her Juliet, and I just, yes. I don't, I just think it's super adorable. Yeah, he is fun. He, I mean, yeah, even if he does turn out to be a perv, which probably he doesn't, I still like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's fun. Yeah. He makes me chuckle. He interests me, I'll put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Um, I hate though that he's behind this mirror, this one way it interrogation room, like law and order SVU, but like they're violating her. It's just wrong. I don't it like really, it. It really it really dehumanizes the situation. Absolutely. Yeah, which, I mean, you probably would almost have to have it be a dehumanized situation, considering basically they're injecting people with death. Well, you need the distance, or else, how could you possibly do that? But is there a way to do it in a more comforting environment? I mean, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> um, but if you acknowledge that the people who are people that you are doing this to are people who need comfort, then how can you do it at all, right? That's so a, that's a very good point. Yeah, and obviously our what was her name? The teen doesn't agree because mm-hmm. she said the the poor gentleman who's only got a cyborg foot is not even a human anymore because of this this sad foot of his. Yeah, which I still oh the guy with the foot from last episode. Yeah. Ugh, I why? still get really bummed when I think about it, because it makes no sense to me. Are are regular prosthetics not an option anymore? I mean... Or perhaps they're just so obsolete that no one bothers to make them, because obviously the the cyboric one, the bionic one, is going to be better, but you would think people would want a cheaper option, if nothing else. And also, you know, nobody wants to be condemned, and this this being yeah. cyber. To condemn you, so... And, like, right now, we can 3D print prosthetics, you Mm -hmm. know? So, I would assume that we haven't lost that technology. We've gotten these better things, but just because we have better things doesn't... I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's last week. Okay. (laughs) So, he's behind this mirror, which just is... Again... Again, Channery's Little Devil sent me a message. Last week, I mentioned that they didn't specify an accent in the chapter. They do in this chapter, kind of. Sort of, yeah. She's not sure if it's European or American. Which is weird uh, because I don't think that those sound alike, but is that like a really biased American thing that I don't think they sound the same? Um. Well, uh, also though... What is this world? Is everybody speaking English? Is there a universal language that, but just with different accents? Or, like, are we supposed to believe that. Okay. I don't know. Okay. There are three countries in the world who mainly speak English and have pretty much always spoken English England, America, Australia. Not really Canada, because a lot of places in Canada still speak French, so I'm not going to include them. I mean, Quebec is literally only French, so I'm not going to include them. However, those are all three different accents, despite the fact that it's the same language. True. If we're to assume that at some point, quote, English became the Mm -hmm. universal language, then it probably would Mm -hmm. still have different accents even if they are still speaking oh. the same language right and if yeah for sure yeah and if they have to conduct themselves not as just a country but as a as a planet as a unit to talk to this lunar um confederacy this lunar mm-hmm. country right then perhaps they decided to adopt one language anyway that does make sense i suppose um and English right now is used in a lot of business regardless of the country. I really agree with it because yeah. there's a lot of languages that have already been lost to the world. I don't want to lose mm-hmm. more. Um, however, I genuinely can't remember if... In, listeners, please message me if you know, but I can't remember if they ever talk about a universal language in this series. So maybe we can just assume that it sounds like English to us because we don't speak their new language, but it's probably an evolved form that hopefully is more global and inclusive and borrows from everyone. I don't know. This is not a utopia, obviously, because this world is terrible, but maybe I can um, pretend. Like the fish from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, you didn't read that book? I haven't read that book either. I'm so um, like. In that book, there's a, a fish I'm and you can, you can, you can put the fish in your ear and then he lives in your brain and he translates every language for you. So no matter what someone is speaking, you know what he's saying. <laughs> okay. Um, in theory, that's super cool. Also gross. I yeah. <laughs> I was gonna th- like, I don't think I want anything swimming around in my brain because what if it like causes damage? And clearly, as uneducated as I am, but I don't even know who Gargamel is, Gar- I cannot handle any brain damage. Holy cow. Uh, well, you're not uneducated. We went to school at different times. That's true, but... And we went to different schools. That's true, but also, like, I thought I went to a good school. Well, what kind of class? I took... Mm, I'm a brat. I took AP classes. Does that make a difference? No, oh, so did I. Okay. okay. Yeah, don't know because I, I definitely learned about it in junior high high school and college and I definitely did not yeah we learned about it at the same time we learned about mythology hmm. like it was this and then we would talk about like the Sumerian mythology and then we would go to like Greece and Egypt and Norse and okay also I never learned about mythology Wow.
0: Was it an elective at your school?
1: Maybe. I don't know. So you didn't learn about like like hieroglyphics and Athena and Zeus and Hercules. No. Hmm. Mm-mm. That's so weird. Did you go to school in Nebraska? Yeah. That's only one state away from Illinois. Yeah, there's okay. Iowa between us. That's so strange. I also and went I, to... A, your town is bigger than mine, too. I literally grew up in a farm town of, like, 7,000 people. Like, my education should have been far inferior to yours. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm so... I mean, no <laughs> offense, but, like, yeah. That's why I'm so surprised, actually. I'm impressed at your little, your little my, town school. My little tiny town school. Yeah. I mean... We had a Latin department. I took Japanese in high school. Like Yeah, we didn't have that stuff. I took all the AP classes, but I definitely didn't I you know, I never took any AP history. I didn't do I didn't do any extra history. I was too busy with band and choir and Japanese and pottery and you know, all of that for my electives. Well, it's also, I, even now, but especially when I was younger, read anything I could get my teeny tiny little hands on. Mm -hmm. The very, 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 very first book I ever got for myself came from the bookmobile, if anybody remembers those. (laughs) That's awesome. It came to my school once a month. And if you were an honor roll student, you got a free book. And the first one I ever got was 101 Wacky Facts About Egypt. I still own it. It's being, it's literally being held together by tape. That's That's not exaggeration. (laughs) Um, And it kind of set me on a path of history and and, uh, mythology and things like that. But I definitely, it's definitely something we had to learn at the school that I attended. Hmm. It's possible they don't teach it at all now because they don't even teach cursive anymore, apparently. Oh, but I also heard recently, though, that um, there's a push now to actually teach cursive before print. Because develop, developmentally, I guess, it's it's better, easier, better that way. Um. I had just heard that quite recently, like within the past couple weeks. So we shall see what comes of it. I would be interested to know the like literature on why learning like cursive before print is supposed to be better. I think it has to do with motor skills, honestly, more than um, more than anything. That's probably like, Yeah, because with cursive letters also, like, um, every letter starts in the same place. You know, yeah. you, you start from the bottom left. There's more of a method to it, um, whereas I, print, I think, is a little too abstract. I don't even know if I could, t- like, teach someone how to write in cursive. I just know how to do it. Hmm. Like how you just said everything starts in the left. I didn't even think of that until you said it. Yeah, it all starts at the bottom left. Yeah, I just write pretty, pretty straightforward except for capital Q is wonky. Yeah, it's like a two. And I. Yeah. Anyways, we're way off topic. Um Yeah. So okay um so yeah so cinder's not sure if he's european or american so (laughs) that's interesting (laughs) i wonder how to the the three people who told me on instagram that they love our tangents that one was just (laughs) for you guys (laughs) we are working on it to all of those who don't like them but yeah we just sometimes we get carried away (laughs) yeah um Also, though, I guess, you know, she hasn't had a whole lot of schooling. I don't know what sort of programs they watch on these net screens, whether most of it is local programming or, you know, how much of a global influence there is. Um, I would assume that at this point, there are numerous American accents, just like there are now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the same with European. So I suppose it's, it's plausible that she can't place it. Um, in the audiobooks we did talk about last time that he sounds Eastern European. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's not completely different than like, well, a
0: Northern American.
1: About, yeah. If you think about it, there's a lot of accents that sound similar mm-hmm. when it comes to the different regions of Europe. Right. So, if you're not paying attention and they don't mm-hmm. talk long, sometimes it can be difficult to discern an Australian accent from a British one.-hmm so true absolutely and, yeah i I have a lot of trouble with Australian and British and New Zealand and so the different parts of Britain hmm, okay, I can always tell if it's a British accent or an Australian accent because I cannot. Mimic an Australian accent. However, I'm not too bad at mimicking a British accent because I used to work with a girl who was from the UK and she taught me how to say specific words. But I cannot mimic Australian. That's the only way I know the difference. (laughs) Wow. The only accent that I can do is Minnesota or Chicago. That's all I can do. (laughs) Like, I'm either just my Omaha girl. Or I sound a little like North Dakota, Minnesota, sometimes if I talk a little too much about oats, um, or you know Chicago because I went to school in Central Illinois, but with everyone from Chicago or the suburbs, and so yeah. I five years ago we had a Harry Potter marathon. Oh um, yeah. Quentin made a joke about, oh, I wonder how long you could keep that accent up. Oh, Quentin, don't. I went on for like three days. It's completely banned. You can't do an accent in this house longer than like a minute now. Quentin gets so That upset. is not surprising. <laughs> First thing this morning, too, I saw a car with a license plate that said flu powder, and it made me so happy. <laughs> uh, so... So, anyways. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So. She can't figure out the accent, but she is gonna fight back. Absolutely. I mean, she is scrappy. She's gonna just make it as hard on them as possible. Um, yeah, and she thinks perhaps. Well, it says at the bottom of page seventy-nine, but it was useless. At the top of eighty, perhaps if she fought hard enough. They would knock her out again. So is it useless or is it not useless? Make up your mind. Yes. <laughs> I kind oh. of relate. I it's, it's a little sneak peek. I get really bad migraines. And mm-hmm. four years ago, I had one for 19 days. Oh, God. And I kept asking them to just sedate me. <laughs> so I, nice. I was I was done. I didn't want to feel it anymore. So I totally relate to like, you know what? If it has to happen, it has to happen. But just knock me out so I don't have to be aware of it. Like, she'd rather go back to this horrible dream than live in her actual reality. My freshman year of college, I had a migraine so bad that I hallucinated, which I sometimes do um, when I have that. And thought that we had the loft beds. You know, like, our beds were, like, the top bunk of a bunk bed with no bottom bunk under, right? Yeah. Um, so, in my delirious state, I decided that the five-foot fall from my loft bed to the linoleum would just put me out of my misery. Because that's how bad this headache, this migraine was. And then that's when my roommate, Audrey took me to the ER and got me an IV and <sighs> I yeah. ended up having to get a Botox shot. I've heard that those can work for people. Well, I had, so mine was, I was at like day 11 when we went to the hospital cause it just mm-hmm. wouldn't go away and I was losing weight and I couldn't keep food down. So we went to the hospital and I was in the hospital for a week and they, they, tried morphine they tried um opioids they tried all kinds of different stuff and then a nurse actually suggested the shot the botox shot Uh and it didn't okay it got rid of the migraine but it was still a headache yeah but for anyone who's ever had a real migraine a headache is fine absolutely absolutely a headache is something you can deal with and continue going through your daily life. And you have a headache and it sucks, but you can continue your life. And a migraine is not. Well, and when so, migraines come on for me, I don't even have a headache at first. I, I just, usually yeah. don't. Yeah, I I feel it coming on. I get clumsy, um, or than normal and uh, the lights and the movement and... And the sounds are a problem. And then, you know, of course, for days after the headache part goes away, you just feel hungover. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And I get a lot of aches in the back of my head after they're over too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, luckily, I I don't get them often. Um, it's been it's been a while. It's been a few years. I used to get them, like, literally once or twice a month. Ugh. But since that incident, I have different medication, and I probably get them about, like, maybe less than five times a year now. So it's a pretty big improvement. I used to only get, like, one or two a year when I was getting them the most. I'm so sorry. No, I used to get them a lot. But they're, like, I think we've talked about it before on the podcast that I have a seizure disorder, and they're all – it's all – interconnected so yeah, I wonder but I just I relate to her like wanting to be put out of her misery you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely um and this whole situation that she's in is so infuriating why can't I say that word infuriating thank you <laughs> uh, it's it's such a violation like she has absolutely no rights. Like they're literally removing articles of clothing from her. Yeah, she's legit being assaulted right now. She's literally strapped down to a table. They've uh-huh. removed parts of her pants, parts of her her shirt. Uh-huh. I I'm so uncomfortable reading this, especially in like today's climate. Yeah, they're plugging stuff into her. Yeah, this this would not fly in today's. She has life. literally no rights. Even yeah. and if we're to assume that in this situation she's like a prisoner, even prisoners have the right to consent. Right. Yeah. But I mean, apparently that, she doesn't. Not that there's not a prison guard out there who, you know I mean, there are prison guards in the world who have assaulted inmates. That, that is true. Oh, well, there are plenty of them. I just meant legally speaking. Right. Legally speaking, yeah, this is legal and this is not okay to to me. And I, again, no one's batting an eye. This is completely normal. Because she's not human. Well so much so that the gentleman before was six percent. Uh-huh. Cinder is thirty six point two eight percent. So more than one third. That's crazy Uh, high, right? Yeah. And it's so interesting, too, that she is only now finding out about artificial heart tissue and vertebrae and extra plates in her good human leg. and And ribs. Ribs. Yeah. She had no idea about all of these like internal cyborg implants that she has. So this cyborg technology must be pretty amazing if if you can have a cyborg rib and not have it be distinguishable to you as a cyborg rib rather than a bone rib like that's interesting cuz i mean me i don't know i've had rib pain before and they'll go out of joint and do weird things Oh i um I damaged my rib pretty bad a couple of years ago when we got in that car accident and it's pretty yeah. painful, but I didn't have to get anything replaced. No. Right. Yeah. Uh, but so it's, it's, just crazy. it's just, what's really interesting to me is so she has this full on panic attack and mm-hmm. it goes on for a while. I'm not going to read it. Um, all of it. I just want to point out that it's very well described to anyone who's ever had a panic attack. I'm sure they can probably feel it. Uh I'm just going to read a little portion of it. She choked on the scream that tried to burble out of her. It was painless, painless, but someone was in her head. She tried to jerk away, but the android held her Uh firm. She get out. She screamed and then she starts pulling away and literally like struggling and You know, spasming. It says that her nerves are completely shot. She hated everything, hated everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is a really, really good moment for us as the reader to really connect with Cinder if we haven't already. Mm -hmm. Here's just another element in this entire chapter where we're being told that she's 36 percent not human. This is a very humanistic paragraph. Oh, absolutely. This. Whole chapter I I think was very hard to read, um, and I I found like this like the third time today that I read it I just found myself wondering like who did what to Marissa Meyer like <laughs> and, and <laughs> did whatever they did to her because anybody who's had trauma I think can can read this chapter and just yeah I get it you know. Yeah. This is this is that. And it's very relatable. And what's really interesting to me, so far we've seen this magnificent brain of hers, and it doesn't go off. Mm-hmm. It's not telling her to calm down. It's not telling her her adrenaline is too high or anything. And I don't know why it's not going off. Because clearly, like I said, she's having an actual panic attack, it sounds like. So... I'm kind of surprised that her warning lights aren't going off or maybe they are and she's just not perceptive to it at the moment. Or maybe it's something to do with her being plugged in. Could be. Could be that she's plugged in. Um, Could be that this is all or mostly in her human portion of her brain that we have found out still exists and maybe is not physically manifesting, because, I don't know, um, yeah, it's interesting, because I, yeah, I would definitely expect adrenaline spikes, and, (sighs)
0: Hmm.
1: yeah, I just thought that part was interesting, that it didn't have those little warnings, Yeah. yeah. Uh. So she's 36 percent not human and it looks like that's what pushed her over the edge. Now she's done throwing a fit and she's not fighting anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then they just are like, hey, we're going to we're going to tell you what's up. We're going to put this thing in you. And then these are the stages that are going to happen. And then if we got it right, you'll be home for dumplings, which we all know that you didn't get it right and apparently stage two works like crazy fast because he says we're gonna inject you and then phase two will start so no wonder nobody noticed the symptoms on peony it apparently only takes a matter of seconds apparently and yeah that's insane right Phase two already is where these spots show up. So by the time you're diagnosed, you're phase two. And and they will, when they inject her with the antibodies, she'll be home for dinner. So yeah, this whole thing is so quick. Yeah, it's... It's really quick, so I I don't want to read the entire paragraph because it's really long. But basically, mm-hmm. he says they're gonna inject with one tenth solution of the letimosis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Once your body enters the first stage, your immune system will kick in, but will fail, and then you will enter stage two of the disease. So literally, within seconds, she will be in stage two. Mhm. Seems like how. It, yeah. And and here's another great thing about Marissa Meyer's writing that we as a reader get this sense of helplessness, this sense of just being completely defeated, without Cinder ever actually saying it doesn't say Cinder started to feel defeated or Cinder was one was feeling helpless. Like we just get that sense without it being identified. Yeah, you just know. And oh my God, how is this still the same day? Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what is that? Are we going to bleep that out? Um. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'll try it again. No, okay. when it comes up and I edit it, I'll try to put in like a... Burr or something, because I yeah. think that'll be more funny. But... Yes. <laughs> it, yes, that's... I just... she I was reading it, and I was like, 12 hours ago, and I was like, Jesus, this is still the same day? This is it's insane. Day. It's the same day. And it's not even dinner time yet, because they... The, they say that, you know, <laughs> abracadabra, you'll be home in time for dumplings. What? Oh, my God. It's crazy. I know. Oh, my goodness. And then Cinder, you know, asks how many batches they've done. 27. And then oh, this is very comforting from Dr. Erland. <laughs> they die a little slower each time. Okay. This, this in, is the, worse. in the Are audio book. In the audio book. <laughs> In the audio book, he goes, but they die a little slower each time. <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. Okay. And I don't know. If, we shouldn't be laughing because it's not funny. But it's just you have to laugh when it's sad, guys. You got to find the humor in the world. You really do because it's just so awful. And they come at her with a syringe and there's nowhere she can go. Yeah, oh. it's. And then, and then it's just the fight drained out of her as the clear liquid ran in. Ah. and that's the end of book one. It's crazy, wow. right? This, and it's, what's really great. This, I think, is the perfect indicator. If, if anyone was questioning whether or not we're still in the same 24 hour period, book one just ended, guys. I'm pretty sure that's intentional. This all happened in One day. One day. It's just one, one day. day, and I just want to remind everyone that in this one day, she, w- we started out in the middle of it, and she was at work waiting for Ico, and mm-hmm. smelling the sticky cinnamons and now, yeah. this is a crazy twenty-four hour period of her life. Like, it's... yeah, yeah, it's insane. I'm trying to yeah. think of what I've accomplished in the last 24 hours that could come anywhere close to any of this, and it's nothing. Uh, yeah, I've accomplished very little in the past. I've just done homework. 37 years. Yeah, I've just done homework, and tomorrow I have to. Tomorrow I'm going for my first run since my accident. Ooh, good luck! Thank you. I'm really scared. <laughs> Oh, no, that's exciting. That's good. Yeah, so I have a friend that's going with me, so tomorrow I will be trying to accomplish something. But today I've done just homework, and I'm actually still in PJs. I never got dressed today. I'm so jealous. I had to go to the office. See, I, when I worked there, I kept telling people we should wear PJs, and no one said okay, so obviously they haven't changed that rule. No, but they do. They let us wear jeans every day now, five days a week. That's nice. It I wonder is. what brought that change. Um, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I don't know. But it's jeans every day, and I'm working from home on Wednesdays. And You guys got all the cool stuff. I mean, yeah, hopefully the work at home thing will expand. But I wish I could work from home. I'll call them, and I'll work from my home. It's just a little farther away. Yeah, you can't today. We ran out of bills again. <laughs> well um next time (laughs) (laughs) we ran out of bills and like of the bills that I've done this week I pretty much just deleted all of them because they were all like six years old oh my gosh yeah so yeah anything um 18 months Older, or older, we're pretty much, for the most Deleting. part, allowed to get rid of unless it's like AOS, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> our listeners don't care about that or even know what that means. So um, what was your favorite quote or do you want me to go first? Do you care? Um, I can go first. It's just, it's not really a quote. It's just that whole paragraph about the dream is just, uh, yeah, I know it's like, it. Your whole thing? Yeah, where are you? Read it. Are you okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Do okay. it. She was lying on a burning pier, hot coals beneath her back, flames, smoke, blisters burbling across her skin. Her leg and hand were gone, leaving stumps where the surgeons had attached her prosthesis. Dead wires dangled from them. She tried to crawl but was as useless as an upended turtle. She reached out with her one hand, trying to drag her body from the fire. But the bed of coal stretched off into the horizon. Ugh. That is some magnificent writing, Marissa Meyer. Okay, Marissa Meyer, what is the deal with the way that you always start and end a chapter? Right? It's like, it's always so good. A shout out to all of our listeners who have read these books before because Becca has no idea what she's getting into. And I'm sure all of you are like me and you're thinking about winter right now. Oh, I have no (laughs) idea. I've definitely never read winter. Uh, Winter. Winter. I requested off of work for. Wow. It may have been like one of the first times that Sarah actually liked me. Because I had to oh. tell her why I was requesting two days off. And I was like, I can use my PTO for anything I want, right? And she was like, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, why? And I was yeah. like, because this new book is coming out and I'm not working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I took off a Tuesday and Wednesday and I did not sleep for like 29 hours so I could read the book. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah, Sarah gets it. She She totally gets it when gets it comes it. to books. It's weird to me that she doesn't like Harry Potter, but... Well, not everybody does. I mean, it's not, not that it's weird, but just, like, she likes all the good things, except for Harry Potter. I wonder <laughs> if she would like these. You know, I bet she would. Jade loved them. I know. She's back finally, by the way. Oh, good. You can tell her. I said hi. I will do that. She's. We're having our summer party tomorrow Mahoney. Okay. And You I, can tell everyone yeah, I said hi. I just have a feeling most people won't remember me. <laughs> Well, we have a lot of new people, but I think she's bringing the baby, so. Oh, so. that's exciting. Yeah, so, anyway. Yeah, I inspired. made her read these books, and she really liked them, so yes. maybe Sarah would like yes. them, too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She, I know she likes, um, like, Tolkien and Stephen King and um, C.S. Lewis and stuff, so that's all I really know. <laughs> Yeah, I, um, these, so her way of starting a chapter and ending a chapter with cliffhangers. Yes. And how Ah. she does multiple perspectives, which we've Mm -hmm. so far seen. Mm -hmm. This is what I was talking about last week when I said this is what sets her apart from other authors. Mm -hmm. By the time you get to winter, and I don't think this is too much of a giveaway, but by the time that you get to winter, There's about 20 different perspectives going on, and everything is a cliffhanger. That book is intense. There is not a lull to be found. Was two days off work enough? Yes, but I read it the following weekend again, because it came out on like a Tuesday, and I didn't want to wait for the weekend. Yeah. So... I took off a Tuesday and a Wednesday, and then when Friday came after work, I read it again. Wow. Because it's it's literally, you cannot put it down. It's There's too much going on. But with that many perspectives, it's not hard to keep it straight? No, it's just very intense. You're just constantly... You know, every time, because by the time you get, she slowly and gradually gives you these perspectives. So by the time you get to winter, you're used to all of that type of writing. And now you're used, now that you're used to all those different perspectives, it's just the, there's a lot of moving pieces.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't find it confusing. I just find it intriguing. Okay. Okay. Which yeah. yeah no I believe that because she's that good but and she is younger than me that's not okay that oh how These old is children she children amazing she's like a year or two younger than me I think okay yeah I didn't even look up her age I don't yeah know. I mean I don't know she looks young but yeah I want to say she's just a little younger than I am I found out this week that I look young. You do. I had to go. We went home to our hometown, and I stopped by my old high school for something. Oh, and And somebody thought you were a student. No, but someone recognized me, which is good because I couldn't remember my last name. Because I'm sorry,
0: what?
1: I couldn't (laughs) remember. (laughs) I couldn't remember my name. Because I'm married. (laughs) You couldn't remember your married name or your maiden name? My maiden name. So I went into my old high school because I've been looking for this book. And I was going to go ask my old librarian about it. I come from a town with, like, very few people. Everybody's all nice to each other. So I didn't think it would be a big deal. I go in, and it's not someone I know behind the desk. So I tell her why I'm there. And she's got her little computer and she goes to look me up. And she's like, we've never had a Bethany finger at our school. And I was like, oh, it's under my maiden name. And she's like, what's that? And I just went. And then before I, before I could remember, the principal came out and he goes, oh, Bethany Heath. And I was like, that one, it's that one. <laughs> so I apparently looked young because Cause they said I hadn't aged a day and this woman thought I was like a transfer student. I I don't know <laughs> what to say to this. You had that name for twenty-ish years. Twenty-three years. I should remember it, yeah. You only had this new name for seven, six? Six, seven. six. Six years. <laughs> Um, it it fell right out of my head I haven't used it at all I don't even have to use it period I don't even go by like a hyphen or anything so I just I hadn't thought about it in a long time and it just kind of came up and I was like oh um one of those things where it's on the tip of your tongue I guess that's interesting yeah but this woman thought I was a transfer student I guess, you know, but I use, I use a portion of my maiden name at the office every day because my login is still Reg. You know, Rook. Yeah. So Rook. it's still R-U-C instead of R-B-A-K. Because
0: um, that'll I, just never
1: change. I literally have nothing of my maiden name. Yeah. Like not even an old email. Wow. I still have the email that is just like my full maiden name at hotmail.com that -hmm. I created when I was like 10. Well, have you been married longer than I have? No, less. Uh, Okay. So the same probably then, right? Well, when did you get married? February of 2013. Okay, we got married... March 8th, 2014. Okay. So. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Just, it just fell out of my head, I guess. I don't use it, so I never thought about it. Five years, huh? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't use my name every day as an email, though, so it definitely fell right out of my head. I got really lucky that the principal recognized me I would have thought I was too old to be recognized but apparently oh. I look young enough to be a transfer student so that's cool yeah I mean yeah if you could pass for 17 that could that could happen see I don't see I mean, that when I look at myself but I appreciate other people telling me that I yeah. look young <laughs> the, the wedding ring kind of
0: Yeah, know that ruins
1: it right <laughs> ruins it, yeah anyway yes um, so Marissa Meyer is a goddess and we What love is her. your quote yeah. for this week? Yeah, so this chapter was pretty much a bummer and super intense. And um, there was no fun Ico moments for me to pick. No. So I went with just the most relatable to me, um, which now I love. Oh, <laughs> here I found my page. I put a bookmark in the page that I was looking for. So I, of <laughs> I couldn't find it. So I I just, I found this very relatable. She glared at the mirror, hoping she was glaring at the jerk on the other side. Yes. Who have not done this, like, like through a cubicle wall or like from your car to the person who just cut you off or... Or when someone's back is turned. Yes. Yes. uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I just no I agree I I get it girl I just (laughs) yeah I just had to I had to go with that because I didn't have any fun lighthearted iconist so I just went with the the road I suppose I suppose there's some fun from the doctor in there a little bit but we're seeing this from Cinder's perspective so not really (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah is the jerk on the other side of the glass as far as she's concerned Totally. Um, hey, do we have uh your egg hunt Bethany's egg hunt? We need like we a little intro music jingle that plays when it's time for Bethany's egg hunt. We need like Peter Cottontail or Well that probably costs money, but I can try to find something that's like upbeat to play there. <laughs> I'm sure like wouldn't you think that like Peter Cottontails or like Royalty free or something? Yeah, wouldn't you think that'd be public domain by now? I suppose it would depend have- on who recorded it. I'll, I'll look it up and I'll let you know. We'll find out if the listeners will find out if they just heard it. Well, I'll, 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 get my flute out. I'll, I'll do a little bunny foo-foo riff. I yes. That. that sounds yeah. good. Okay. <laughs> um. So there is one and there's a new segment coming up and I forgot to tell Becca about this. Oh, we have a new segment I don't know about. Okay. We have a new segment coming up. It will be starting in the next few chapters. I am calling it uh, the egg hatching. And Ooh. when we get to a part in the book that was from an Easter egg earlier in the book, I will tell you. Oh, that's exciting! Yes. Oh, so I can actually like participate. Yes. Very slowly. I can look for eggs to hatch. Because now some of them are coming up in the next few chapters. Some of them won't come up until like book three. So it's not all of them. But there are a few coming up that were mentioned very early in the book. So it's very exciting. So if I catch an egg hatching, do I get like a prize? I have to think. What's a good prize? (laughs) I don't know. Like a hey good job is good enough for me okay I can I'll, do that I'll give myself a sticker I can send you a sticker <laughs> you don't need to send me this I have narwhal stickers at my desk I'll give myself one of those okay okay you can okay. tell you can tell Patty I said you get an extra minute and a half on your lunch <laughs> uh, I wish. you know we only get 50 minutes now I did not know that yeah, yeah, I'm bitter. Anyway, <laughs> so next time we're going to start book two, which is chapter nine. And I'm so excited. Yes. And remember, we're only doing one chapter per episode. So if you're joining us for next week, you only have to worry about chapter nine. Yes. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We're at Prince Kai Fan Pod on all of the things. Yes, and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, yeah, write us a review. We'll read it on the next episode. Yes. Or, and if you have any questions, um, comments, concerns, please email us or message us. You A lot of people have been direct messaging me on Instagram. That works just fine for me if you want to keep doing that, like uh, uh, like BeccaJo0815 and Channery's Little Devil did. And I will be happy to answer. Um, I'm going to be doing an egg hatching once a book on Instagram. But I'm still figuring it out because it's going to be a Patreon thing. So bear with me. I will provide more details when I figure it out. (laughs) Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited too. So I think that's it for this week. Yeah, I think so. We'll see you guys next week for the beginning of book two. Yes, see you next week. Bye. Bye. The passages read for you today are from Cinder by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Rebecca Baker. Thank you for listening
0: we got verizon 5g home internet it's from verizon safe choice right well some things that look great end up being not so great like the time you bought a shrimp roll from a gas station or when you bought that used sports car (laughs) what about when we got billy that drum set
1: The point is, Verizon 5G home internet sounded great. But turned out to be something else.
0: And we deserve fast, reliable internet. We deserve Xfinity.
1: It's time for better internet. Switch to Xfinity.
0: Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Verizon 5G facts.